Hello and welcome. It's Sasha Sterling and you are on the Exploring All That Is Sacred podcast. And today I am joined by a dear sister, priestess, Nicole Fox. Hey, Nicole. Hi, Sasha. I'm so excited to be here with you and so proud of you. This is such an amazing platform. Oh my gosh. It's hard not to scream. Like, like I just want to jump up and down and screech because Nicole and I are we're friends, we're sisters, we do the work together, and we also are co-founders of a new business, a new company, a movement in the making that we're going to share more with you um, about later. And if you're meeting Nicole for the first time, though, a little bit about her in the world (laughs) is she is the owner of two companies, a clinic in Temecula, the Temecula Center for Integrative Medicine, and also the Integrative Medicine Consulting Group. And Nicole is such a model for me around how to really be in my, like in her power in all these different realms, like the structures of business and, you know, the play and the magic of sisterhood and, you know, going all in on doing her work. So she's just such a model to me. And I'm so happy that uh, she's here and that you're here tuning in to this co-created conversation. So Nicole, what else about you do you want to share if people are meeting you for the first time? Well, I am a mother of Two. I have twins. They're 13. I'm married. I live in San Clemente. And yeah, I think, I mean, the main thing I'd want to share, I guess, is just that I'm, I'm on my path. I'm just doing my healing work and, and just really trusting and being guided every day and just seeing where it takes me, you know? So mm. it's always different. It's always- <laughs> there's always so many different avenues of where we head all the time. Totally. Well, before, because I do want to ask you what is alive and sacred to you now and next, but before we go into like present and future, I would love to get to know more about your path, your path of spiritual awakening, um, because I I sincerely don't know all the details. And so for my own curiosity, as well as, you know, for just the inspiration around the, the winding path, what has, you know, fill us in, like, where did your spiritual growth begin? Has it always been here? Was there a moment that happened that put you on this path? Yeah. It's interesting. I remember as a little girl, like one day walking into my dad's um, room, cause he, we were Jewish. And I remember asking him um, to take me to the synagogue. Cause we were not very spiritual at the time. He's now Orthodox, which is crazy, but yeah. So we, I went and asked him because I really like had this like deep longing to like find God. So I, I think it's always been a part of me, but, um, never really grew up, um, religious. Definitely. I went to church with my friends on Sunday. So I was, I went to many different churches and different, you know, I went to the Mormon churches and Christian churches and synagogues. And it was interesting because the message was always the same. Like it always came back down to like love. Love was like the main, the main message but I don't think I really found my like spiritual path until I was late in my twenties. And, um, I got a job with a health science company that in the integrative and functional medicine world, and it was early 2000. And back then it wasn't really functional medicine didn't really exist. The people that were doing functional medicine were like true healers. So a lot of chiropractors and acupuncturists and like different types of um, practitioners, but not very many medical doctors at the time. And they all had this like energetic to them. They were just like these really spiritual people. (laughs) And so I was really blessed that I worked with a company that I got kind of got to know them. And um, ultimately it it did help support me to kind of like start looking inside of myself for that spirituality 
And um, I worked with them for about 13 years and was just surrounded by like the most amazing healers. And um, it was, yeah, it, it, it put me, I, I went to Esalen. I, I uh, started working with like different types of teachers, I think, and coaches and spiritual leaders more than religion to really like support me on my own, getting to know myself and my own connection with God. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm, absolutely. When you, because I'm, I'm personally fascinated by the, the, the identity transformation that is constantly being asked of those of us who are, who seek out growth, not just like, Oh, change is happening. It's like, we run towards, <laughs> right. Run on our spiritual path towards growth. A lot of the time, not always like what, what has it been for you around releasing the previous versions of you and embracing that new, you know, that, that you, that you're just, you've discovered at these different parts of your path. What has your relationship been with the identity change of being a growth oriented woman on her path? Yeah, it's interesting. So I lived in Santa Barbara when I first, um, worked with all these doctors and there was this teacher, um, this guide, she was, um, she was someone that I met when I was there and she, what she would do is she would connect with you and then she would connect with your higher self. And through that, she would tell you like what your mission is for here to be on the planet, you know? And it was really interesting because anytime you spoke to her or I spoke to her, um, she would say things, but it was like, you already knew it, but she was just kind of validating what you already knew. She just had these like really special gifts. And, um, when I first started, she had told me that my, um, that I came here to be a part of the shift of consciousness on the planet. And that actually I came for two reasons. She said, you came here to be a mother. Like she says, my aura, I have blue in my aura, which is um, really about the nurturing about the motherhood and like family. And then the second piece was about like becoming here to really shift the consciousness on the planet. And she shared, which was, I've actually really experienced through my journey, but she shared how many times I'm going to be in conflict with myself because I'm going to have these, these conflicting goals. Because one is like wanting to stay totally planted and just home with family. And the other one's going to like, want to be a part of the world and travel and like be and do things all over. And so I think that, um, the last, you know, probably 15 years with my young kids, I've been really anchoring down into the like motherhood and to like that portion of myself. But now that they're getting older, I'm really feeling that pull to now like go and, and create some planetary shifts and like really allow like my life's mission to, um, be something where we're actually supporting like shifts, shifts on the planet because it feels that it's time. Ooh, got covered in goosebumps. I'm so grateful for generous leaders like this woman that you shared, right? Like I, I have, I, there was a, when I was new on my conscious spiritual path where it was a woman who came in and she, she laughed, like I was sharing with her, my insecurities and my fears, the, who am I is like, I'm so small and like, you know, afraid of, afraid of my power. And, and she laughed, she literally laughed. She's like, Oh honey, you know, if only you knew like your soul, like you're, you're, you're part of a soul tribe of beings that they go where angels fear to tread. Mm. She's like, you, wow. she's like, your work is to remember who you are and where you come from and everything else will work out. And that was my gosh, like a long time ago now, like 10 years ago. Yeah. And I just, I, it's like, so I just, I'm so glad you shared that because it's such a gift. I just feel like, gosh, like 
to yeah. have that generosity and like with people who see us and then like contribute to the growth. And so is there any other moments or people or experiences that have nourished you and supported you like that, where it's that affirmation and the reflection and the really speaking into your most powerful self? Yeah. I'm so glad you asked because it's interesting. So her name was Pamela Osley. She's not in practice anymore, but she was a huge teacher for me in Santa Barbara. And then she guided me to um, a woman named Kim Tarnova, who actually now is a, a minister at the Agape Center. But she was really um, about us like diving into the wound, right? Like that she started me really going into the trauma and the healing piece. And then, um, you, you know, I, it's interesting. So fast forward, when I was in Santa Barbara, I was in my early 20s. When I was in my late 30s. I went back to Pamela and this, by this time, my daughter was like two years old. My twins were two. And I had a session with her because I just wanted to know, like, how are my kids doing and what, how can I support them and how can I connect with them to really be the best mom that I can be? And she told me that when she connected with my daughter, that my daughter was this really, really old soul. And she told me that she picked me to be her mother, not because I'm supposed to teach her, but I'm supposed to validate what she already knows. And she also shared with me that um, because my daughter is such an old soul and she's she's here to do some big things on this planet, that if I don't do my own work, that she's going to outgrow me. And she's always going to know what my what, what I could have been and what my possibility of what this life could have been. And so the responsibility of like really stepping in to do my work like was elevated big time because I didn't want my daughter to like know what she could have had in a mother, but I would never step forward. And so at that time she had shared with me about the university of Santa Monica where um, I actually ended up going to school and had a couple of other amazing teachers, um, Ron and Mary Holnick at the university where I got my uh, master's in spiritual psychology, which had a huge impact on my life. Anybody that's, um, you know, ever considering, I strongly recommend it because it's a very transformational program and huge. But while I was there, again, met some really amazing people. And um, it was, there was a life altering moment that I was invited by another student who was starting to do some shaman work and work with plant medicine. And he invited me to this, um, what he called a journey. And it was interesting because I didn't know what I was saying yes to at the time, but there was like something inside of myself that was a full body. Yes. And I, I was just saying yes, but I didn't really know what I was saying yes to. So I ended up going to this event and there was probably like five of us from the program. And he took us through this, um, plant medicine journey and it completely changed my life. Like it was such a monumental, monumental moment in my life. I had been with my company for about 14 years at the time. Um, the plants shared with me that I'm supposed to quit my job and start a, a clinic. It's told me how I'm supposed to relate to my animals. It told me what my children needed. It showed me like who I am as a human being. It, um, had a moment where I had a huge healing with my mother, where I really like connected with her and saw what her life was. And it helped me to understand her. And it was like this one night. And at the end of the night, I felt like a completely transformed person. Like it was, there was so much information and I had so like such a connection with these plants. They were just downloading to me 
all this information of what I was supposed to do. And I literally came home from this journey and like, my husband didn't even know where I was. And I was like, so I'm quitting my job. I'm like everything (laughs) about my whole entire life was just about to change. And it was, it was crazy. And I didn't understand it at the time, but now it's just, it's like, we all have these allies, these different, um, whether it's a plant medicine, whether it's a meditation, whether, whatever it is. But for me, I'm just so grateful because I have found allies, whether, you know, even through leadership and, you know, I have teachers and, um, you know, one Elizabeth Walsh up at Sacred Crown, like there's so many different people who have come into our lives that have really supported me. And um, I just, I trust the plants. I trust the teachers. I trust, I mean, there's so much I could share, but, and I feel like I'm going on a tangent, but yeah, there's been a lot of things that have happened in my life that have led me to right where I am right now. Hmm. Yeah. The courage to say yes to that first journey. I know you and I both share um, deep respect for plant medicine and it's been a big part of my path the last, I don't know, two and a half years. Um, And, but my first exposure to plant medicine was 10 years ago and it was the same thing. I was at lunch or at coffee, like with a other mom friend and I was like, what are you doing tonight? And she's like, oh, and she like kind of told me. And then I was like, well, can I come? And she's like, uh, <laughs> do you know what you're wanting? What do you know what you're coming to? I was like, no, not really, but I just feel really called to be there. And so like, she really didn't tell me very much. So I show up late to an ayahuasca journey, deck to the nines. I wore like a floor length snakeskin silk dress and long earrings. Like I had no idea what was going on. They let me come in because they hadn't like partaken yet. And it was the same thing. It was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know this was on the table. Like I didn't know this was on the buffet table of options. And it was And then it was like, just impacted everything for years. And I just thought I would never again do plant medicine. You know, my, as you know, Mm -hmm. my father, you know, struggled with mental illness. And I just, as a mother of young kids, I was like, I don't want to do anything that could disrupt my, my mental faculties. But it was then like through shared sisterhood that another variety of plant medicines that are really heart-based and not as, you know, what is it? There's teacher plants and ally plants. Could you speak into that? Cause I know you're like, can you, do you have anything to speak into for people who maybe are curious? Like, Oh, I've heard about plant medicine, but I don't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm still learning myself, but I, I think they, you know, there's different plants that have different energies and <clears throat> the teacher plants. Um, I have a strong, Long, um resonance with them but also like I bow to the the energy of it I don't t- take them lightly and know you know like ayahuasca knowing that you entered into plant medicine with ayahuasca is wild to me because it took me probably 10 years before I said yes to ayahuasca because she is such a teacher plant and you know the teaching plants in my experience um they really they go to the, to the deepest, darkest, hardest places at times. Um, but they also maybe have like the largest openings, you know, where the other plants might just be a little more gentle and soft, where um, more heart opening, allowing us to really connect with ourselves, you know, um, I would say more body and heart where the other ones are more like big picture, mm-hmm. big. Um, yeah. The masters are like the ayahuasca can be very, um, confronting, you know, very, sometimes they're not the easiest experiences, but look at you. You like, we're told exactly what to do with your life. And (laughs) like you went home and and so, um, 
Yeah, where do I want? But that one was with that was not with ayahuasca as well. Like that that was with a little softer. It was more of a heart opening experience. Definitely, it's amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, it's um. No, you and I were connecting earlier today about magic. You know, like I just think of the part of the inspiration. You know, exploring all that is sacred. Like. I love putting on the glasses of everything is sacred. Like how do you know, like and plant medicine and and sisterhood and rituals and so you know, all of the things that make up like, oh, like enjoying life. So have you, because I see you as someone who really is reverent, like you have so much reverence for your life and for everything in your life. Has that always been that way? Have you dipped in and out of it, or has that been a constant? No, I think I definitely have dipped in and out of it for sure. But it's something now that I'm trying to bring more to my life and more sacredness to each moment and to all the gifts. I think in the past, there was a lot of gifts that were overlooked and that I wasn't present to. And, you know, that I'm definitely now. And again, I think the plants have really taught me and showed me the way to like be in gratitude for the littlest things like the breath, like how the breath is here to support us and like moving the energy and connecting to what's real inside of us and our bodies and connecting to the bodies. I think the body is like the satellite to source and, you know, the planet and the trees and they're feeding us. And there's just, there's so much to be reverent for that. I don't think I ever acknowledged or was, was present to where I am now and, and trusting like, the magic, like you're talking about, like we can go through life just totally unaware of what's happening around us. But when we presence ourselves and we really do connect to the magic, it's like there's sparkles and glitter everywhere. And it's like guiding us and connecting us with our sisters, like what it's done with you and I and our other sisters that we're a part of a tribe with. And there is just like this flow of energy that if we wake up to it, it's here to support us and guide us and love us and, and make this life a a beautiful adventure versus like a hard task. Mm. Oh, soundbite, mic, mic drop moment. It's so true. (laughs) It's so true. So we were, when we were talking earlier, not on this, but you were talking about like, like when acknowledging that we're like magical beings, you know, like you were talking to another sister of ours, like you're, but you're a fairy. You're like this magical being, like, of course, because she had shared something and like the person like kind of shut it down or asked like a very analytical question. And you (laughs) the way you described it, like, yeah, it's like, you're this magical fairy. And there's this like really like serious businessman in a business suit and is like looking at you like, well, what's fairy dust? <laughs> like, and that just made, it just, it made me so happy because it is, it's like, there's such extreme contrast on this planet right now of people's experiences. And so like, just the, like, like, yeah, not everybody is, you know, t- we're not tuned into the same frequency. And so like, no, how do you think like, I just, you know, I used to be such that business person, right. I was totally in my masculine. It was like, I was a salesperson. I'd make things happen. I'd hit my goals and I was like, go, go, go. And which totally served me. And, you know, there's a place for it, but the magic like that I'm awakening to now is that there can be an easier way and a, a more, more fun way. And like, you know, our friend that you're talking about, our little fairy, beautiful friend, there's some magic there and there's so much opportunity for, um, 
for us to do things in a different way. And, you know, I think that that's where I'm at right now with my business and with what I'm creating is that I have my old ways of doing it, which have definitely served. But when we open up to the magic, like we don't have to do it alone. Like we can actually allow the universe and the support to come in and to show us. And I think that we've been doing it so long for the way, the old way, the old masculine way that we're forgetting that there, there is this other way to be supported and it could be so much bigger than we can even imagine, but we shut ourselves down because we have our own ideas of what it is instead of letting something guide us and letting it open up to what it really wants to be and what wants to be birthed. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I love that visual of the fairy and the businessman having a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. It is. It's so funny. So I know that we both have been so impacted by sacred belonging, by aligned sisterhood, by, you know, that as like one of the big secrets to feel safe, to take those risks, to lean into the unknown, to let go of controlling and micromanaging what we think our lives should be and allow the bigger, more beautiful dream to happen. So um, I'd love to shift gears and like share about our new business together, be sisterhood. We're two of four co-founders and this has been very private and very personal and so meaningful. And we're finally ready to share and open up our hive and, you know, share this medicine that, you know, of, of sacred belonging and be wisdom. So I'm going to pass it to you. I'd love to hear from your vantage point, like what it is and what we're doing. Well, yeah. first of all, it does, it feels like, like we're talking about something different to me. It doesn't feel like it is a business, but it doesn't feel like a business. It really does feel like a movement and it feels like, you know, it's our heart. It feels like my heart's work, you know, and I, I kind of laugh and have shared this with Sasha before and I'll share it with all of you, but we're just showing up, right? We're just fully showing up in sisterhood and whatever is meant to be birthed, it's going to be birthed. And if that's all it is, it's great. But if we can have this type of impact that we're having on each other with other women, then like, wow, what a gift that we get to be the vessel for that. And um, so Bee Sisterhood got birthed, what was it like two years ago, actually, through a sacred um, retreat that we were both at. And um, I can't wait for us to some, you know, at some point, we're going to talk about our origin story together. And I wonder if our memories are the same of that night, but Um, it really felt like there was a frequency and a gift that was handed to us in, um, in a sacred journey where, um, the way I remember it was I was actually processing something and, um, a sister came over and asked if she could put her hands on my back and to support me. And the next thing I know, there was a group of women that like circled around and we all started to buzz like bees (laughs) we were sitting in the middle of the room and we started buzzing and all of a sudden like we put our foreheads to with each other and we just realized like there was something special here about like this buzzing and this belonging and building a hive together and supporting one another and as women and as sisters so Mm. I think through that experience a couple of years ago, which we didn't know was going to become this movement that we're creating now, um, it just keeps evolving. And, you know, it just started with us buzzing away. Mm. It was so 
it was it was definitely one of those moments of spirit working through me and what was so amazing is I've experienced those moments of divinity with like you know lovers or my one sister but like there were so many of us and it was so profound to feel the unity and the connection and bees buzz at the frequency of the heart like we were like it was so spontaneous and profound and I mean even if it was just that like it changed my life and then you like you were like the it just it chose us and it's just so so amazing and so we have um our very first public offering <laughs> it's a it's a retreat in San Clemente California and you can go to be sisterhood.com to check it out it's May what is it 19 to the 21st yeah and we've priced it really affordably like we're passing on the savings this is our very first thing so if you want to be part of this movement if you know you don't even need to know all that's happening you can just say yes if you feel called come um and if you have questions definitely you can reach out to either of us and we're happy to you know answer questions and connect more but i want to circle back some to something you said earlier nicole that was so powerful about your daughter about like i just heard such a cleanness like wow like a just a this this like high octave relationship with your daughter and her soul and your mothering and like I just really bow to you I truly bow to you for your self-referenced approach to mothering and wow and this invitation for you to rise like that you you continue to say yes to like this, your, your life, your potential, your self-actualization. And also though, like honoring that we do impact each other. Like when we shine, we are giving other people permission to shine. And when we're like, I'm speaking for myself, self-deprecating or like, it's not, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, so I'd love to wrap up with like, you know, a final, a final thought or message that you have around that, around you know, maybe something you do to support you in like, you know, encouraging your, the shine, right? Like knowing your impact. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm so grateful that my daughter does call me forward, but it's interesting that you like circled back to that because um, I feel like through the Bee Sisterhood and through different sisters that I have um, in this life that I'm so grateful for that they, I couldn't do it on my own. Like it almost feels like, <clears throat> there's this, um, this knowing of one, one another. So it's almost like, you know, who I am, um, at a level that might be a little bit even higher than what I see of myself and that you're holding me at that vibration, which is allowing me to actually rise up to that place. And, you know, of course we all want to, um, to like show up as our greatest, uh, um, aspects of ourselves and grow into whatever magnificent beings that we're supposed to be. But I think that there might be a ceiling that we hold for ourselves. And what I have experienced, um, my daughter being one of them, but also it's like my sister's, you know, really seeing me as the creator, as like the abundant woman that I am, like all of the gifts that, that you guys have seen for me, has really supported me to not see myself as small and little and, you know, to really, truly rise. And I was thinking about this last night because I was thinking about like, oh, what are we going to talk about today? You know, and 
talking about sisterhood, because obviously with the B sisters and all that. And I was thinking about how we as women have been taught to tear each other down to make ourselves feel better. And I think that's one of the things we do, but I think there's another thing that we do. And that other thing that we do is that we put each other on pedestals as well. And by putting someone, when we're cutting someone down, they're really, we're really cutting ourselves down. It's like, they're a reflection of ourselves. But when we put a woman on a pedestal, we're also putting ourselves down because we're putting someone else's higher than ourselves. And what I'm experienced, what I have experienced through sisterhood is that when we hold each other high, we're, we're actually creating the space for us to rise and to really step into the magnificent beings that we're meant to be. And then we get to see each other through each other's eyes at that new level. And we get to witness each other, but we also get to witness ourselves. And I don't know that I could have done that without my sister's And I don't know that I would have done it without my daughter being who she is, like call me for it, because it's not always easy, right? And so, um, yeah, I I hope I'm answering your question that you're asking about, Sam, but yeah, I think it's like, she's the one who actually is calling me forward to do the work. And then now I have these women that are holding me at this level that are saying like, I'm not going to see you small. Like, I'm sorry, who are you right now? Like, that's not who you are. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Thank you. I get to actually show up bigger and brighter and stronger than I sometimes even see myself. So good. Oh my gosh. Well, if you've been loving this conversation as much as I have, don't worry. We are pausing for now, but there'll be many, many parts. Nicole will be a regular. So we'll pick this conversation up again and please you know, leave a comment, follow this podcast, share it with a sister, um, check us out. You can follow us. We have an active Instagram and Facebook now on Be Sisterhood, and um, we'd love to connect with you. Is there anywhere else, Nicole, that you would like people to reach out to you if if they feel called? Yeah. I mean, I think probably through Be Sisterhood, it's the best place. And I just want to like end with, as far as the Be Sisterhood goes, is just share that this really is a place that we want other women to come to be a part of our hive, because like I said, we can't do it alone and we are each other's reflection. And I want to see like, what else I am? Like I get to see that through you and through other women. And so I want to see who else I am and I don't get to do that alone. So um, it's like really through that reflection and in the building of this hive and like sacred belonging and, it's, it's not just about like coming together to feel good, but it's about coming together to do our work and love each other through the darkness and through the light and through the fun and through the shadow and, and all of it. And so I'm so excited to be on this path with you, Sash, and so honored because it's like changed my life. So thank you so much. Mm. Oh my gosh. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Mm. Thanks for having me on. So fun.